Hi, listeners. You can now listen to this community podcast production ad-free on Apple Podcasts and access the podcast one week early and get exclusive bonus content. Just hit the subscribe button now on Apple Podcasts. Or if you want access to all of the above, plus video versions of the podcast, head to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. I'm Sarah Ferris, true crime podcaster. And I'm Catherine Schweit, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. And you're listening to Stop the Killing. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Happy 2023. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either, especially because we're cheating and recording this before 2023, but that's the magic of podcasting. However, that's what we're going to be talking about today, isn't it? Because the last bonus episode that we did was reflecting on the year before, so the year 2022, and the Mm -hmm. moments that took us closer to ending the mass shooting crisis, and of course, those moments that took us further away from ending it. So this episode, as we hit this shiny new year, I wanted to ask you, what do you see going forward in 2023 that can make a difference to getting us closer to that end goal of ending the mass shooting crisis. And on the flip side of that, what do you not want to see going forward? So maybe start with that first, because I like to end on a high note, as you know. Oh, what do I not want to see? I don't want to see complacency. I am doing this and I'm not even getting paid for it, right? And that is not... That is not, oh, uh, you know, good for me, pat on the shoulders. I'm saying that it's important enough for me. It's important enough for my family, for my friends. Everybody should find this important enough. You know, I hear from people who listen to our podcast and they feel so empowered. Absolutely. And if you're a listener and you think it's only right that perhaps Catherine gets a chance to retire (laughs) (laughs) since coming on board with you in the last year that we've been doing this, I can't imagine the pain that you felt of just feeling like, You just need a way to amplify the message out faster. Mm -hmm. And we've got listeners. So if you are listening to this and you can think of ways for us to be able to amplify the message and maybe help Catherine retire earlier again. (laughs) Sorry, it's not really about me, I swear. But no, I agree. I think that's the hardest part about this is that I don't want to have conversation next year at the end of 2023 to say, yeah, the public's just not really too engaged. When I know that research shows that it is family and friends who are the ones who are able to stop a killer before he attacks, family and friends, schoolmates, teachers, we are those people. Those are people around us, and it behooves them to take responsibility. That's what really this is about. That complacency is, it's not my problem. I'm not going to take responsibility for it. But yeah. it, 
is all of our problems. And it's not a big lift. It's understand what the risks are. Open your eyes. Look around at people who are in your area who are having trouble. Learn what run, hide, fight is. And learn whether or not your school or your community or your business has a threat assessment team. If they don't have one, get one. Find out what the anonymous reporting systems are. These are all the things that we talk about all the time on the podcast to try to build the layers of this effort. Let me tell you something that's encouraging about next year, because I think you'd like to hear something encouraging at this point. I always do. You know me. I need a little joy. I have spent a lot of time in the last month with huge components of private industry and government, the college researchers and government people who are funding research projects, because we've been meeting in these kind of what we call forecasting groups. So we are working on that at the level of what should we fund? What research do we need? I will tell you the primary discussion that we had at one of the major forecasting meetings that I went to was that family members and everyday citizens, those of you listening, are not engaged. And we need to do a better job of educating the general public about how important their role is. And so we are going to work on that. I'm personally going to work with the University of Michigan on a project to develop some kitschy digital shorts for parents of school-age kids to say, here's what your role and responsibilities are to keep your kids safe in school. Because we're missing that link. And I'm encouraged that in the next year, we're going to work on that link. You think it's just so interesting in the world that we live in at the moment where stupid videos of cats getting stuck in shirt sleeves (laughs) or something go viral. And we cannot get this message amplified out when it can save lives. It's quite astounding, isn't it? Wouldn't it be amazing? This would be my goal for the year. If we got to a point where every board of every school has got somebody who has heard the message and is the champion for it. Every HR department has somebody that has heard the message. I love that. That's a great idea that there should be a safety officer, essentially. And it's not a safety officer like the police officer or the police chief or the principal at a school. It should be a person who's just looking to say, hey, can we do a better job of communicating safety for our community? I love that. Yeah, I think you should create that. I feel like we've got listeners listening at the moment. And if all of those listeners just then manage to go out to their own communities and get those people that they're connected to, to get engaged then, and then they went on and got 10 more, we start amplifying it out like that. We might get somewhere. I know that may seem like it's an impossibility, but let me tell you something that I found encouraging. I was watching a major network news program this morning about a shooting that had happened here in the States. And I heard the anchor say, nowadays, we know how important it is to run, hide, fight. I was like, yeah, I had such opposition to run, hide, fight when I brought it to the White House team I was working with from some of the members of the team that said, oh, run, hide, fight, that's too violent. And to hear now that everybody understands what those three words mean and what the messaging is. There was a shooting not long ago here. All my neighbor's kids are down there at University of Virginia. And the very first message that went out to the students was an alert saying run, hide, fight. So I feel like we have been able to amplify the run, hide, fight. There are so many other things that in the next year we could amplify if we could get parents engaged. 
Because I feel like parents are so protective of their kids. I mean, there's nothing better than like a mother bear or a father bear going into protective mode, is there? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So if nothing else, I'd love to see in this coming year, I'd love to see parents get more engaged. And I'd love to hear how we could help parents get more engaged because I am here and willing to do what I can. Honestly, when I first started this, when I published Stop the Killing, which you can get on my website and you get the audio book and I'm coming out with a soft covered book so you can get that. So it's not as expensive. When I first started publishing, putting that together, one of the things that I said to my agent was, you know what? I want to be able to do book clubs like in homes. You want to do a Zoom call with me as part of your book club? Let's schedule it up. Get on my website and contact me. I'll do it. I may regret that, but I hope not. I would be happy to be in the living room talking to people while I have my glass of wine here and they have their glass of wine wherever they are. No matter the time, no matter the country, I'm happy to do that. I'd be happy if I did 10 of those this year. Yeah, I love that. And I think actually, if you become a Patreon member, you Mm -hmm. go straight to the top of the queue, basically. And if you do want to support the podcast, patreon.com forward slash stop the killing is another way that you can support us getting this content out there. So that's your goal for the year. My goal for the year is to try and get this amplified as well. I think I want to engage the community in our true crime listening little niche. I think some of the success we've had in reaching more and more people has been through those large crossovers with other podcasts and getting access to their audience because the people that were listening already to those other podcasts like Best Case, Worst Case or Music City 911, they're already invested in making their community safer. Exactly, Um, exactly. So I was thinking if we could get a crossover with some of these big podcasts. The biggest one that I think would make a massive difference is one called My Favourite Murder. And I know that they have got huge listenership and just even getting a mention on their podcast would make everybody switch over and get that message to them. So if you're a listener of My Favourite Murder, just flood them with messages on their social medias. Say, hey, do a crossover with Stop the Killing or any other podcasts that you think we could reach their audience. That would be my goal for the year is to get as many of those under our belt as we can. That's a great idea, Sarah. I love that idea because I do believe what you just said. These true crime listeners are so invested in the crime solving. And that's what yes. we're trying to do here is we're trying to solve this problem. It's a vexing problem, but I still believe we can solve it. So I'm looking forward to 2023. Thanks for listening. And if you want to know more, Catherine's book, Stop the Killing, is out now. For more details, go to katherineschweit.com. Please consider also supporting our independently made podcast. It's simple to do. Go to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. And for as little as the price of a latte a month, you can be part of the solution to stop the killing. Patreon rewards range from official do-gooder status to ad-free episodes, autographed books, and opportunities to connect with us directly for your business, school, church, or even just a book club chat. But just knowing that you are part of a movement that has the power to make your community safer, well, that's got to taste better than a skinny cappuccino any day. So please head to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing now and polish off your do-gooder halo and make sure to include your name so we can give you a shout out. This podcast is a community podcast production. That's con with an N. If you want more content, then head over to Community Podcast at Instagram, where you'll find trailers on more binge-worthy true crime, like the award-winning podcast Conning the Con. And check out our show notes for all the links mentioned. 
Finally, if you want one takeaway action that you can do right now that can help make our community safer, please share, rate and review this podcast wherever you listen. Everybody needs to know that they hold the keys to see something and say something. Together, we can stop the killing. It's one of those things you hope never happens, but you better train for it because it will happen and it will happen in places you wouldn't expect. Be ready for it. If you're enjoying Stop the Killing, check out more podcasts from Community Podcast Productions, like this one. Something is Introduce you to Barry Clue, an authorised financial advisor from New Zealand and a very special kind of stain on humanity. He was a very uh, knowledgeable young guy. He was a registered financial advisor. The type of guy that was bending over backwards to help you. Now you could be forgiven for thinking that Barry sounds like a great guy, and you'd be right. Well, right up until the point when you're wrong. It was all fictitious. You stole from my son who has a disability. Chris never knew. He died believing that we're all taken care of. A psychopath is somebody who lacks empathy, acts impulsively. I think there's a strong case that Barry might be all of those things actually. To find out how Barry Clue stole over $15 million from 81 victims, subscribe to Clueless, the long con. That's Clueless, spelt K-L-O-O-G-H-L-E-S-S. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The truth about the Haditha massacre has been covered up, but not anymore. I know you know what happened. They went into houses and killed women and children. What are you thinking? What a mess. U.S. Marines murdered innocent civilians in cold blood. And at the center of it all is 25-year-old Sergeant Frank Wooderick. And me. Murder in House 2. A new podcast from Crowd Network. 